title of the message, How to Make Friends the Jesus Way. How to Make Friends. Who's ever had a friend, relationship, problem, difficulty? Anyone? Who's lying tonight? <laughs> we live in the world, fallen world, broken people, imperfect people, and uh, the Bible has things to say about making friends. The first friend we need to make is Jesus. He loves you. He's the best friend, the most faithful friend you could ever have, you could ever want. He's the bedrock of your life. He'll tell you the truth without trying to destroy you. His truth will set you free. He will counsel you. He'll give you wisdom. He'll direct you. He'll hold your hand in life. There's no friend like Jesus. The Bible says that we have fellowship with one another through the blood of Jesus. When you come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Saviour, as your friend, then you can know others as friends through the blood of Jesus. So you'll find that as you walk with Jesus, your best friends are those who are cleansed by the blood of the Lamb because it's with them that you have fellowship in Christ. You with me? So it's not unusual um, when you know, the Holy Spirit's moving and prophecy's happening for the Lord to locate someone and give a little lesson to everyone, uh, like with Eric, whom you just saw, uh, the guy who was demonised trying to bash me up. He was located because he'd been in a relationship. He'd been emotionally tied to a girlfriend. And that person had probably transferred demons into him through the relationship. And as he said, it was an ungodly relationship, probably built on lust. And he'd had an emotional tie. And so that's so common. People form friendships, sexual relationships particularly uh, can cause great problems. They form friendships with people who are ungodly, people who've got all sorts of problems and there's spiritual transference and you find that your life is negatively impacted by those people. The first friend you should make in life is with Jesus. He is the most faithful, the best friend you could ever have. He's the perfect friend. I mean, here on earth, where are you going to find the perfect friend? But Jesus is that perfect friend. And then the blood of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus, we have fellowship with one another. So there's relationships of husband and wife, there's relationships with family members, uh, colleagues, at, colleagues at work, student relationships, friendships. But true fellowship, true biblical friendship is through the blood of Jesus. And that is where your security lies. 
Many people don't understand that they bring themselves into bondage with wrong friends. I was in Nottingham and uh, there's a couple there and they were engaged and uh, I've told the story before but it's just an example and talking to the young lady and I said, is this gentleman, is he following Jesus? Is he a believer? Because you are passionate for Jesus. If you went on the streets, street witnessing because she was very passionate for the Lord, would he join you? What would it be like in a marriage? The Bible says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. I said, you know, you go into this relationship in marriage and you're not going to be equal. And she cut the relationship and the guy was absolutely furious with me. He let me know all about it. He said, I am the rock of her life. Sorry, Jesus is the rock. Amen. Praise God. So talk to Jesus. Cast your cares upon him. Listen to his counsel. Let his wisdom direct you. When I, I, I know who the type of person I am. When I've got a problem, I like to talk to people, you know, and get people's advice. And sometimes the Lord says to me, why do you do it? You know? The Holy Spirit is the best counsellor, the best friend, helper you could ever have. And when you go to other people and ask for advice, listen to whether the Holy Spirit is speaking to you through that person. Can you hear the voice of Jesus talking to you? Or is it just talk? So often, you know, you, you listen, there's talk, 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 and they've got all these ideas and so on, and you come away and think, well, that was a lot of talk, wasn't it? Do you discern the voice of the Holy Spirit through the people that you're seeking advice? So when you're looking for friends, look for people who are Christ-like. Look for people who walk with Jesus. Look for people who, who have that relationship with him because you will become like the people that you hang out with. Normally friends, they, like I'm, we're constantly in and out of airports and um, the person who did the love offering um, said that it's not for a wage but actually we're all full time. So uh, we live by faith and we're in and out of airports and you watch people, you know, and, and it's amazing how you'll see some young people going by and maybe three or four young ladies and they're all dressed the same. They've all got the same haircut, all the same style. They're all on the same page. You know, they all probably believe the same thing, have the same values. When you make a friend, it's very easy to come into agreement with their opinions, with their ideas. And if their ideas are not in agreement with the standard of God's word and you come into agreement with that, it can bring spiritual destruction to your life. So you, you have a friend and 
they love worldly music. And they say, have you heard this? Have you listened to this? And so they invite you to listen to their music or, you know, let's watch this movie or let's, all this worldly stuff. And it's through worldly things that the spirit of the world operates. The spirit of the world is Satan and he operates through worldly things. So when you have a friend that becomes close to you and they're worldly and they find pleasure in the things of the world and you come into agreement with that, it'll destroy your spiritual life. So many times I talk to to people, they've been listening to certain types of music, they've got mental illness, you know, a lot of the music today, you know, talks about killing yourself and, and death and all sorts of stuff and the lyrics, it's straight from hell. And people listen to this and it begins to affect them. You need to be careful who your friends are. In the spiritual realm, there's really two types of friends. So I can have lots of so-called friends, but people don't realise that I'm not spiritually connected to, mo- to, to certain people. I'm relating to them, but I'm not connected to them spiritually. Because I, I understand, I discern that they're, they're not walking with the Lord, that they've got their own belief system, so I'm separate. By the blood of Jesus, I've been sanctified. I'm consecrated. I'm not in this world. I'm in this world. I'm definitely in this world, but I'm not of it. I'm not of the spirit of this world. I don't enjoy the things that other people enjoy because my pleasure is in the Lord. So I don't connect with you in a spiritual realm because I'm in Christ. My friends are those who I fellowship with in the blood of Jesus Christ. And we mutually encourage one another. Praise God. So if someone is not following the Lord and they're my friend, there's actually a spiritual wall on my side. I'm not receiving. And I'm probably constantly the anointing, you know. Amen. Praise God. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So you come to Jesus and you cast all your burdens on him, and he says, Take my yoke upon you, uh, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So we yoke ourselves to Jesus Christ. You are my friend. I'm spiritually yoked with you. I'm learning from you. You know, many young people today, they, they grow up without a father, without a good, you know, functional family, and they learn from their peers. They learn from the young people around them about ethics, about discipline, and so on. And it becomes a real problem. Jesus wants us to come to him and learn from him and yoke ourselves spiritually to him and submit ourselves totally to him. For I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And you know, the way we form a friendship with Jesus 
is by fellowshipping through his word. He is the word of God. When you open your Bible, you are making and developing a friendship with Jesus Christ. When you open the word of God, you are meeting Jesus Christ. You're learning about him, but you're actually encountering him through the word of God. Friendship with Jesus means and is absolute surrender to him. The deeper you go in Jesus, the more you surrender. The more you surrender, you give him, you give him, you give him, you give him everything. And in return, he gives you himself. And he gave himself on the cross. Amen. Praise God. John 15, 11, Jesus said, These things I have spoken to you. When Jesus becomes your friend, his word is his voice. These things I have spoken to you that your joy may be full. That my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. A friendship with Jesus Christ is a walk in joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When things happen in life, the first thing I assume is that the devil wants to steal my joy. I don't care what's going on. Who's right, who's wrong, whatever. Because relationship with Jesus is a, a life of fullness of joy and peace. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. So when we walk with Jesus, the fullness of his joy and his love is at work in our hearts and we begin to love people with the love of God. And it's extraordinary. When the Holy Spirit is moving, his love is always moving. When you're in relationship with Jesus, when you're walking with him, you're forgiving people, you're blessing them, you're walking with them in love, you're serving them in love. Amen? You know, we can learn from some of the testimonies. There was a lady who uh, came in uh, one of the meetings, and uh, that was Beatrice in Adelaide. 26 years of yelling at her husband back and forth, bad marriage, 26 years ugly marriage, she comes to the meeting, gets delivered. Now how, now how does Jesus operate? She goes home and um, transform marriage. Peace. Another lady in Montreal, she goes home and her angry, you know, depressed, miserable husband starts, first of all, he starts coughing and getting delivered. He wasn't in the meeting. And then he makes dinner for her every day. Every day makes dinner for her because that's Jesus. He brings love. He brings joy. He brings love. He brings peace. When you walk with Jesus, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Amen? Friendship with Jesus is a relationship of love that will transform your life into, into a place of love. Amen. You are my friends, Jesus said, if you do whatever I command you. You can't call Jesus your friend and live a worldly a disobedient life, a life of rebellion. If you love the world, you're an enemy of God. If you love Jesus, if you call him your friend, it's because you're obedient to him and he's your Lord. 
First of all, you have to learn to be his servant, to come into his friendship. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. Amen. So friendship, intimacy with Jesus Christ is a life of revelation. Revelation upon revelation. He speaks to us the things of the Father. The Holy Spirit comes and reminds us of the things of Jesus. Praise God. So basically, when you're choosing your best friends, choose people who love Jesus and walk with him. And if you love people in the world, family members or whatever, more than Jesus, you cannot be his disciple. If you love people and you're like, well, uh, you know, I don't want to be lonely, I don't want to be rejected, so I'm going to go along with the crowd, you are not a disciple of Jesus. You are not a friend of Jesus. You are a Christian in name, but not in action. If you're going to have Jesus as your friend, he also must be your best friend. You can't go and say, well, I've got Jesus on Sunday and I, I've, I'm doing all this stuff during the week. It doesn't work. Worldly friends ultimately will pull you into hell. Worldly friends will ultimately pull you into hell. Godly friends will pull you into heaven. Which way do you want to go? It's your choice. Turn to your neighbour and say, which way do you want to go? It's your choice. So when you become emotionally involved with an ungodly person, it almost always leads to spiritual affliction. Paul says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness and what accord has Christ with Belial, that's Satan, or what part has a believer with an unbeliever, what agreement has the temple of God with idols for you are the temple of the living God as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, I will be their God and they shall be my people, amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, one of the keys to ensuring that you don't have spiritual friends who are ungodly is delighting in the Word of God. The more you delight in the Word of God, the more you will seek out people who have that delight. Because your joy is in the Word and in the works of the Word, which are testimonies. Your joy is in the Lord. You love reading the Word. You love sharing the Word. And the Word will cut them off. It's like a sharp sword. It will cut them off. I'm not saying not to have relationship with people. What I'm saying is not to have spiritual connection with ungodly people. There's a difference. You with me? But when you delight in the Word of God, the Word will choose your friends. 
Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seats of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, delight yourself in the word of God. Proverbs 13.20 says, He who walks with wise men will be wise. If you walk with fools, you'll become a fool. So walk with people who are wise. And what does it mean to be wise? Jesus said that the Spirit of God is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good news. He talked about how the Spirit of wisdom and counsel is upon him. There are people who are wise in God. And the wisdom of God is greater than the wisdom of the world. People will say, well, I think you should do this and it all seems very good. And you go to the Holy Spirit and he says something entirely different. I built a little house, a cottage in the countryside uh, near, near Blaney, a place called Manjurama, and uh, took me ages to pay for it and just a little two-bedroom house. And, and one day I'm standing in the kitchen and the Lord said to me, I want you to leave sell it and leave and go to Sydney. And I go, what? I said, well, Lord, you're wiser than I am. And a little while later, he gave me a vision. I saw a removalist truck in the driveway. And he said, do it now. Okay, Lord. So I, um, I put the house for sale on the market. I drove to Sydney picked up a removalist truck. I was in the removalist truck, went to a real estate agent. I said, I don't want to do all your, your application forms online and all that. I don't want to do public inspections. Take me right now to a place, I'll rent it. They took me, they said, okay. So the next day, or that same day, I drove my removalist truck back to three and a half hours to Manjurima, packed all my stuff, and on Monday, I was back in Sydney in my new place. I'd moved out, put it on the market, and then COVID hit. And I would have been, it would have been a mess. So um, the best friend you can have is Jesus, the wisest friend, the strongest friend, the most faithful friend is Jesus. Trust him. He'll guide you. There's no better friend. Amen? And you want to have friends who walk with him. Talk with him. Listen to him. Friends who delight themselves in the word of God. Amen. You know, the Bible, it's clear that we need each other. We need friends. God knows that we need each other. So that's why God puts us in the body of Christ. I remember when I was in Paraguay as a missionary and um, I got afflicted with a sleeping problem and I couldn't stop sleeping. I was getting weak and I'd been like sleeping almost constantly for I can't, maybe two weeks or something. I was getting weak and, and the Lord said to me, I do not want you relying on your own prayers. Go and ask for prayer. So I called Australia from Paraguay, South America. I said, please pray. Within 24 hours, I was better. We need each other. Christians can strengthen one another. Amen. Choose your friends well. 
Ecclesiastes 4.9 says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labour. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. God will provide us with good friends, godly friends. We need them. Praise God. Also, God will place imperfect people in your life to form your character. Amen. Yes, he'll give you good friends, godly people, but he'll also allow imperfect people to rub you up the wrong way. And it's good for you. Praise God. Finally, um, I want to say something about the church and to the church, that there are churches today that their goal is not holiness and creating a holy people. Their goal is getting more people to come to church. And so if you're sleeping with someone, if you've got this carnal, fleshly stuff going on in your life, if you're ungodly during the week, but as long as you are giving your tithe and you're, you're warming the seat, it's okay. And if you're serving and helping, it's not a problem. And that is a problem for God. And he will, he will hold accountable leadership in the church that fails to act on righteousness, to preach righteousness, to maintain the standard of righteousness in the church. Listen to this. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5, 9, I wrote to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people. I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or idolaters. Since then, you would need to go out of the world. So we're not saying you can't have friends who are ungodly, but we're saying you can't have fellowship. Spiritually, you can't have fellowship with them. Okay, there's a big difference. I can know someone, I can talk to them, but I know who I am in Christ. I know what I believe in Christ. I know what my standards are in Christ. And I know I'm not going to yield. You know, you can, ha you can say what you want, you can have your opinions, but I know who I am. I know what I believe and I'm not changing for anyone. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I've written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral, covetous, an idolater, a reveler, a drunkard, an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. For what have I to do with judging those who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? But those who are outside, God judges. Therefore, put away from yourselves the evil person. So in the church, there's a call by Paul for righteousness. If you have a Christian friend who's living an ungodly life, you know, you should speak to them in love. But this is not God's way for them. Praise God. And pray for your leaders. Pray for those in ministry. You know? So, uh, on social media, there can be so much attacks on, on leaders, you know? Yeah, the thing is that God has chosen to use imperfect people. He has not chosen perfect angels to spread the gospel. 
his chosen imperfect people who go into sexual sin, adultery, greed, all sorts of stuff, you know. There's a lot of, lot of it out and we're not saying that it's right or we should tolerate it, but God uses imperfect people and we need to pray for our leaders. Amen? You with me? They need our prayer. Praise God. Let's, let's pray for a moment, shall we? Have you got someone in your life who's become your best friend and you know that person is ungodly, they're not following the Lord and that this is a relationship that's flesh-based, perhaps it's based in lust. You know that Jesus doesn't want you to have this relationship. Then in the love of God, I want to talk to you. It's time to cut it off. It's time to follow Jesus. It's time to take up your cross. It's time. Be willing to be rejected. Be willing to experience the pain of loss and you will find abundant life in Christ. Not everyone that comes your way was sent from God. Some of the people in your life were sent from the enemy, were sent by Satan to destroy you. You need to have discernment. Is this relationship, is this friendship of God? If not, walk away from it. Save yourself spiritually. Praise God. So in your heart right now as you're sitting here, Turn to Christ. Choose in your heart who your friend will be. Make decisions right now. You are going to follow Jesus and he will be your friend and you will delight in the word of God. And those people who do not delight in his word, who do not want to follow him, then disconnect yourself spiritually from them and seek the Lord and seek godly counsel. Hallelujah. Right now, if there's anyone who doesn't know Jesus, I want to give you this opportunity to turn to him and make him your friend. He loves you. He died on the cross for you. Shed his blood that you might be forgiven, that you might know his love and be whole and that you might not be lonely in your heart but have him as your best friend, that you might make him your Lord and receive eternal life. And to do that... To know Jesus as your friend, all we have to do is repent, say we're sorry, and put our faith in him. So if that's your situation, I encourage you right now, open your heart to him. Say, Lord Jesus, I open my heart to you. Be my friend. Be my Lord. Come into my heart. Wash me clean with the blood of Jesus. I make you my best friend. I choose to obey your word. I repent. I turn to Christ. I forgive all those who have hurt me. Heaven is my home. I believe in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.